Maury Rose, the two-time winner, takes the lead from Faulkner. That's the way they finish the first lap. It's Schumacher! It's Schumacher! Joined first this morning by, is it still the morning? Yeah, by Pato Award. Pato, let's talk about Nashville since that's the, the hot topic. What did you think of the track? And uh, I know it didn't end up how you wanted it to, but did you enjoy the weekend overall? I did. I, I did enjoy the, the weekend. I think it was a, a very different track to where we're used to racing at. I mean, just in terms of street course, it was just very different. Um, from a driver's standpoint, I think it was very rewarding if you got things right. Um, from a racing perspective, I think there's work to be done. Just in terms of uh, a lot of the turns are very blind. Um, it's it's really hard to react whenever there's an issue that happens milliseconds in front of you, and then you just see it whenever you're actually at the scene. That doesn't really give you any time to to not run into someone. Um, but I think the the event. The potential of the event was massive, and I think it showed that. But uh, in terms of racing, I mean, I feel like people like to see yellows, but they don't like to see nine yellows and two red flags. So I think there's definitely some some work to be done there. So we're coming into the second time you're here this year? Third? Third? Third road course race this year here? How are you feeling about this weekend? You think you've got a strong top six qualifying car in you with you know, one practice, uh, one practice ahead of qualifying? Uh, I don't know. Actually, we were we were we had a very tough Indy road course at the beginning of the year, um, so we're we're hoping that the package that we're arriving here now is is going to be stronger. Um, yeah, that's that's our best bet. We 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 hope that we're a lot stronger than what we were last time because. Last time we were nowhere. Last question. Zach Brown and the McLaren group just you know, purchased a majority stake in the team. They confirmed you guys for, for next year. Is it kind of nice, A, not having to worry about what you're doing in the winter in terms of reaching out to teams and whatnot, and B, how cool is it to be part of you know, McLaren led by the famous Zach Brown, and, and what does that mean to you? I think it's awesome, and I think that's the best for the future of the team. Um, you know, my client has a lot of resources that that are gonna just help us, uh, whether it is the near future or uh, further up on the road. And I know everybody's excited, everybody's pumped about it. Um, and in terms of returning, I mean, I'd hope I'd be returning. I'm uh, <laughs> sitting third in the IndyCar Championship, so I, I would hope that that they'd be that they'd be happy with me. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Joined next by Marcus Erickson. Congrats on the win last weekend. You got to celebrate with a couple of our listeners uh, afterwards. So, was it fun as the two-seater goes by? Was it fun to just like celebrate Nashville and actually get to uh, experience a little bit of the city when you're not uh, not worrying about racing a little bit? Yeah, it was fun. You know, it's a fun place, and I'd never been there before, so it was definitely yeah a fun place to be at and a fun place to win at for sure. So, obviously, everybody at this point knows you launched over Bordeaux. There wasn't too much damage. You came back and won the race. What was, you know, when, you're, when you landed, you realized there wasn't a ton of damage. 
What was a at that point a realistic goal for you? You know, were you thinking, okay, let's just finish the race, let's finish top twenty because there's twenty seven cars. What was what was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, I mean, I was sure my race was over when I was just seeing sky and was flying up, you know, in the air. So I was I was pretty much sure it was game over there. And then when the car was somehow drivable, I. I managed to get it around and we didn't lose a lap so the, the the crew did a great job to keep us on the lead lap but at that point it was all about damage limitation i thought a top 15 could have been you know f- possible with the speed we had all weekend so that was sort of my mindset so to go from there to winning the race was yeah pretty pretty crazy what was the track like especially in the narrow section do you think maybe that could be widened a little bit next year and would that reduce some of the collisions we saw last weekend i think you know the four to through eight section was pretty tight and narrow but it wasn't that many incidents around there i would say you know it was more in in maybe in four but not very tight like six and seven so i thought the track was was fun to drive you know it was really cool uh but yeah i think they could probably make it a bit wider in some places and makes it a bit easier for for the race flow let's put it that way yeah okay so now we're on to indy but this is the third time you've been here does that make it any less special being at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? No, I think it's uh, it's always special to be here at the Speedway and it's always a special feel- feeling is driving through the gates here so you know we, we always love it here and uh, obviously the track everyone knows so well as, as well so it's going to be tight and, and super competitive all weekend 28 cars so it's uh, it's going to be fun. Elio's keen today. Look at that. We have. We're we're with Jack Harvey, but Elio obviously has outdressed you already this morning. Does suit on? Does that make you feel a little bit like you got to step up your game here this weekend? I mean, we don't practice until about four hours, so I'm feeling pretty good right now, to be honest. Taking it off since the 500. No, no, same suit, same suit. He uh, actually, we were just zero in the cars before we came out here, and I made a beeline back to my locker to get changed, and clearly Elio really loves his race suit. Do you, do you think he sleeps in it throughout the weekend? I think so. I mean, we don't. It's a kind of a we don't talk about it, but it's right. assumed. Right. It's a comfort. Leave yeah. him alone. Okay. I mean, listen. I don't blame him. I'm just asking while we because we can't really ask him. But I think so, you should. I think I think we will. I, like I will. So he got elected to the Motorsports Hall of Fame this morning. I saw that. Um, what does that mean to be partnered with him? You know, this year and especially you know now the last five races of the year. Uh, I mean, it just concretes what we probably already all knew. I mean, in, in, a, in the nicest possible way, I mean, you kind of knew he was going to be. And, you know, I think them just indicting him into that is just uh, honestly incredible recognition for the amazing talent he is, uh, the incredible career that he has had. Um, everyone knows I have a little bit of a man crush on Elio and, you know, our bromance really knows no end. Uh, you know, and I, I've just really enjoyed being teammates with him and, you know, just it's been cool to share some of these amazing milestones that he's achieved, uh, specifically this year with him. Obviously, we we don't personally know what the future holds for you yet, mm-hmm. but with you knowing something, is it hard? Is it hard to not look ahead while there's still five races left? How do you compartmentalize everything to focus on one race at a time? I mean, that's how we applied the logic to the whole season, uh, and frankly, with our our Sunday performances or, you know, lack of Sunday performances. I leave the track, you know, obviously grateful for my job, um, you know, but I leave the track with this, you know, hunger and determination to not replicate the same mistake again the following Sunday. So, 
you know, certainly very excited about the future and we'll worry about that when the new contract starts. You know, and I said to Michael from the get-go, for the time that I'm contracted to be an MSR driver, I'm going to give it 110% for this team and, um, you know, it's, it's a great luxury to be able to do this. On a, on a personal level, you obviously have become close with Michael Shank over the last couple of years. Yeah. That conversation when you have to go, hey, I'm going in a different direction. Was it hard? Was it, but, you know, between both of you, I know you guys are both good people. Was it, was it difficult to just have that conversation? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't looking forward to it. Um, you know, I mean, the details of that conversation will keep, obviously, just between us, unless he decides he wants to share it. But, uh, you know, I, the only thing I hope people see is, you know, I, I was, I am, extremely, I was, <laughs> I am extremely close to the team. Yeah, I love these people. You know, we've really dedicated probably the last, like, four and a half, five years of our lives to each other. You know, we've grown a lot. We've gone through some teething issues. I mean, we really have experienced a lot together. And, uh, you know, my, I hope people at least recognize that this wasn't a, a willy-nilly decision. It wasn't one we took easy, you know, or lightly. And, you know, ultimately, I, I still feel like it was the, the right decision to make. But, uh, you know, having to call Michael, Jim, you know, all the guys and girls on the team was extremely difficult, actually. And I, I'm sure Long Beach will be an emotional weekend. Um, you know, the flip side of that, counters what you just said. I'm excited for the future, you know, so um, definitely some, you know, tough feelings, but uh, ultimately the overwhelming one is still one of positivity because I love what I do every weekend and, you know, I'm really excited for what's coming next. So we've got 28 cars this weekend, which is five more cars than the last time we ran the road course. What do you think that's going to look like? (laughs) Uh, Busy, you know, I think. I mean, it's such a tough one, right, because I remember when... We were one of the newer teams trying to get going and just trying to make as many races as we could. Um, Honestly, there's some tracks that you were never going to get 28 cars on. You know, I think we're lucky that, you know, Indy's pit lane is so big that we can actually even do that. Um, I think it's going to be a busy weekend trying to find some clear track and things like that. But uh, I I think it shows the health of the series, if nothing else. Well... That's all I have because I still haven't watched any more Star Wars. So, no, no, I got nothing for you, man. I got, I, I listen. I like I told you before we hit record. I was home for like a day and a half this week. He works at home. Like he could. (laughs) I know. I literally know that. (laughs) I, I know. I, I know. I stand no shot every time we talk. But listen, by, by. The, it's the amount of duration that passes between each one without any change. It's like I think two hours it's that. I mean, it's not like I'm like, hey, Friday, let's definitely watch this. Sunday, I watched one. It's like, oh, a few months have passed by. Have you watched one? I haven't watched one yet. And I'm like, okay, like. And it's always. I was only home I, for 36 was, hours. Yeah, like, you don't spend no time at home. But you work from there, and that's why it's confusing. Well, we're going to end the interview here. And now he's fired me. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll get one in by by Gateway because I'll, I'll I'll have some some free time and m- maybe in this break between Gateway and Portland, what do you have on? Well, I feel like that's like I feel like you're giving me like homework right now, like to watch at least one or two. I have no no plans between then. I feel like you should have by Gateway uh, by Portland have made at least one headway movie into Harry Potter or Star Wars. All right. I will I will start before Gateway. 
and then finish some after I don't Gateway. Know if these are the sort of movies you hit pause in the middle and then like. Uh, I could finish one during the week before Gateway. I know that's asking a lot of me, if if you're oh, me. Don't, don't stress yourself too hard there. <laughs> yeah. All right, man, best of luck. Thank you. We're joined now by the newly elected into the Motorsports Hall of Fame, Elio Castroneves. First off, congratulations. Congratulations on your fourth win. Has the high of winning your fourth, uh, what was it, two months ago, come down yet? No. Uh, it's still in cloud nine, to be honest, uh, which is I'm um, allow myself... Um, a little bit longer a celebration than normally, I have to say. But um, especially because of the, the situation, the conditions, I'm not full-time. And now taking over, which is great, by the way, because I'm using all these next races to make sure I get the rough edges out so that the, the pay attention to the details becoming more important uh, later on. Your, your teammate, Jack Harvey, was wondering, do you sleep in your fire suit on race weekends? <laughs> I probably did uh, right after the Indy. I was like, I'm going to keep that one. I switched it. I put the clean one, by the way. But um, well, we're doing a little bit of changing again. After uh, my second race with the team in the seat. So there is, that's the point. Why am I screaming, right? Why don't you just wait? So, so I give my... So because... Things are happening, you know. It's not my car from so many years. I need to see what hurts, what not, and um, that's why I'm in this suit. But I don't mind, you know. I don't know. People look at me like, does he love this suit? I do. I do love this suit. I feel like it's allowed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're allowed to do whatever you want at this point. Thank you very much. <laughs> when, you, when you're a four-time winner, you make yeah. your own rules. Yeah. Uh, perfect. You said it. You said it. Yeah. We give you permission. Thank you. Uh, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, a couple more cars than, than we've ever had here at the road course layout. Does that prove any complications, or is this place a little bit wider that it shouldn't prove too difficult? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be my first time with, yeah. a, with a cup running together with yeah. IndyCar. So I don't know if the Goodyear tires have any um, implication on, uh, okay. with the Firestone tires. Let's see what happens. You okay, Bob? Fantastic. Uh, very good. Thank you. So we just got to keep it going, and uh, but I'll find out. Awesome, man. Best of luck. Thank you. All right. We are now joined by the mullet, also known as Connor Daly. How you feeling after a very physical Nashville weekend? You know, it's funny. It was more hot than physical. Like, it wasn't actually, like, strenuous on the body. I think I think it was more so... There was so much full lock that it was like, it was a different type of physical. Like, it was just kind of like weird. Um, but yeah, it was just so hot. Like, there's just no airflow. All first gear corners, like, no airflow. Yeah, uh, I think we complained a few times. It was hot just walking around. You felt like you were melting on the pavement yeah. there. All my friends that came to watch, I had like 30 people there that I, that I knew, and they were like, it's so hot, and I was like, I get it. Like, I, like you don't have to say that to me. I understand. You're like, uh, I'm the one in the car, guys. Stop complaining. Yes. So you're coming to, you know, back to the, the road course layout here. There's more cars than there usually are. There's NASCAR. All that put together, what do you think you have this weekend rolling off the truck? Well, I mean, realistically, we hope we have what we had last time here. You know what I mean? We just didn't get a chance to finish the race. You know, we out we outqualified our teammate who won the race. And so we arguably know what we had and we know what he had. And so um, I think that gives us, you know, a lot of confidence for sure. And uh, I love this race. I love this racetrack. 
Um, I love the, you know, the fact that for most of us it's a red race, and uh, I love the red tires. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, last year when we came back here, it was a little bit different conditions-wise. So, like, we hope that that doesn't change things a lot. And we've only got one practice sorted out. So, hopefully we, uh, you know, roll off the truck and it's like, oh, yay, it's just like it was last time. And that would be nice. Will you be at Gateway next weekend? Uh, I mean, I hope so, yeah. Yeah, actually, the team manager for Carlin just texted me and said, come by the truck, so I hope. I don't know. Yeah. It's either really good or like, oh, we went in another direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got one more question for you here. So we've got four races left after this weekend, five, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Are you, you know, when, when does planning for 2022 start, if it hasn't started already? Yeah, I mean, it's already started. I mean, we, we kind of put everything together for the Air Force, you know, for end of August type thing and to, to basically say, hey, all right, you know, we'd like to be with ECR again. And, and if, you know, I think the Air Force would also like to be with ECR. Again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. And uh, I think that's basically by the end of September, uh, we're trying to get everything done a little bit earlier than we've done in the past. And, um, you know, by the end of September, we'd like to basically be like, all right, cool. The Air Force has all the information that they want. Uh, the team has all the information towards the Air Force. And, all right, let's uh, let's try to, re, you know, reignite this program. So um, if, you, if you really look at it, we still have yet to have a f- normal season with, you know, the level of support that the Air Force have given us. So... We got a lot more this year for, you know, for their investment and like a lot more has happened and they've had more of their setups at certain race weekends. But realistically, you know, there's there's still more that we can get out of this uh, in a fully, fully normal season. So uh, so that's kind of what we're what we're looking at and what we're making sure we paint the picture of. But I think they've been happy. And thankfully, the Indy 500 was a was a big help, I think, in uh, in selling that for next year, hopefully. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Joined next by newcomer to IndyCar, Christian Lungard. Christian, first off, welcome. How quickly did this all come together for you? Thank you, and in about two weeks. I wow. think I think it all came in about two weeks. Okay. So you, you tested in Barber, if I'm not mistaken. What was the test like? What were your kind of initial impressions of driving an IndyCar around? 
it's a car it's got four wheels and an engine uh, you know it, it, it's not that different compared to what I'm used to I've driven the F1 I've driven F2 um, and even yeah, lower cars uh, as well but I think it, it's just the different characteristics the car has uh, that, that I had to get used to but it didn't take long I felt comfortable in the car pretty much straight away um, so I think the test went well I think the team was quite satisfied otherwise I don't think I would be here now um, but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for this weekend Awesome. So I know you've yeah, this is your first official race, but do you feel like you can go into this hoping for you know top 15 results because you know you've got plenty of open wheel experience, driven cars that are similar, had a good test. Uh, you know, do you feel relatively confident despite this being your very first race? I mean, I wouldn't say I feel overconfident, but I feel confident. I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried that we won't do do well. Um, I think. The team has a good package itself. I got Graham and Takuma with me. They've raced here earlier this year, and they've probably raced here before as well. Um, so I think I can learn something from them. But I'm not going to go in and say I'm going to finish this and that. Uh, it's it's more about for me to to learn and enjoy and, and just get to, to to do laps. You know, to get even to Q2 would just be great just to do extra laps. Uh, and, and obviously the the position, then we would look at that. But I'm more looking at okay, getting more track time than, than actually the position. So it's it's about enjoying myself. So you're an F2, and I assume you were thinking about going to F1. How did you end up with IndyCar? Uh, it actually all started with Alpine. Uh, that that kind of set it up. Uh, I didn't have anything to do with it, and my dad called me and asked uh, if I wanted to to do a, a test uh, just before Silverstone, and and then straight after Silverstone we decided to go, and then. Uh, we went to the test, and now we're here. Here we are. Yeah, so it, it's, it's been pretty quick. Yeah, this is definitely a quick turnaround. So the, the F2 schedule this year is pretty unique in that you have three races in a weekend, but you know right now you're on a, a pretty long gap, six or seven weeks, and I think you have another long gap later. Yeah, yeah, another eight-week gap. Does that make it more difficult when you get back in the car to kind of continue any momentum that you've had, or at this point you're just, you know, you're used to it and it is what it is? I think for the, let's say, the feeling of the car, I don't think it's it's that big of a deal. I think it's more for the future because we've got 25% of the season in December, the first two weekends of December, you know, so it's, it's also why we're here, you know, to explore, uh, get different ideas and see what the future will bring. Uh, I mean, I could I could stay in F2, I could even go to F3 or whatever. But you know, it's to see different options and see what we what we decide and what we feel is best. Uh, as we know, our F1 is always a limited uh, amount of spaces. So, so yeah. Awesome, man. Well, best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Joined next by Dalton Kellett. Let's talk about Nashville first. Probably didn't go the way you wanted it to, but what did you think about the track itself, the event? Are you looking forward to hopefully going back there in 2022? Yeah, I think the event was great. The track, you know, obviously a first-year event is going to have it is going to inevitably have you know stuff that we would do differently going back. But I think when you really when you look at other inaugural street courses versus how that event was executed, I think that team did a great job. You know, we didn't have to go down for parts of the track coming up, and there wasn't any. You know, there were bumps and all that, but we weren't launching cars in the air, so that was. You know, I think that was a really good thing, and just the atmosphere and the buzz the whole weekend was great. And I, I, I don't see why that event can't be one of the kind of jewels on the IndyCar schedule. Did you get to explore Nashville at all, or were you, uh, were you, were you secluded to your your hotel or, or home most of the time? Well, we, uh, yeah, I, I was staying at, at at the track, and I uh, met 
went out for a run Thursday. Just kind of, you know, there's a lot, definitely a lot more hills there than there are uh, than there are around Indy. So it wasn't quite the recovery run that I was planning. Um, we didn't really get too much time to explore. You know, Joseph had his had his had his event for the ping pong stuff and all that. So it was, it was fun to kind of see that fan fest stuff on on Broadway. Um, I've, I've I've been to Nashville before and kind of done the whole Broadway thing, but. Um, Sunday night after the way our race went, I wasn't really in in the mood to go partake. Yep. You know, yep, that's that's totally fair. So the the opening lap incident or for opening first couple laps, the steering wheel came off or was there an electronic issue? I had your radio on, but I couldn't quite tell what was what was happening. Yeah, it it, it essentially came right off the column. Okay. So we, we had a, we had a problem in the in the connector that attaches it to the steering column. So obviously, you know, fortunate that it, that it happened there, not somewhere right. worse. And that no one else got taken out, so you know, like that, that was that's the big thing. And we've, you know, we've investigated and found the cause, and it's been fixed, so that won't, that won't happen again. Last question from me: 2022 is pretty much right around the corner. How close are you to having plans, uh, at least towards the goal line? Yeah, I mean, I think you know the, the goal is definitely to be back full time next year. We're just, you know, we're we're in kind of early stages of talking with the team and seeing where how the pieces are kind of going to going to shake out but would like you know would would definitely like to see this program keep 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 growing and kind of keep keep uh, keep progressing as it has awesome man well best of luck this weekend thank you appreciate it hey there and welcome to the joy of paddle podcast hosted by me minter dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world and sponsored by paddle 1969 Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!